Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. We're recorded live. I thought we were all dead. <laughs> George is in the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because we recorded live, it's sleeping. <laughs> yeah. So here we are trying to be successful. And <clears throat> like Tony Robbins says, he was talking about some guy who kept getting injured. And he throws up to Tony and says, you know, I just, I can't understand it. I I get into an accident and I wind up in the hospital. Then I come out and I fall. I break my leg. I wind up back in the hospital. And Tony said, you know, talk to him for a while about why. And he found out the guy did this because people would come to the hospital and say, oh, you poor thing, and bring him flowers and all that kind of stuff. So what he did was... He did a little NLP on him. He said, you know, you think these people come to the hospital when you're hurt and go, oh, you poor thing. What they're really thinking is, what a schmuck. You are too stupid to be able to drive or walk. You break everything. You're a complete idiot. And he said the guy's face got all twisted when he realized that people weren't feeling sorry for him. They were looking at him like he was a total bozo. Yeah. And doing that, he changed. And sometimes that's what we have to do to ourselves. Realize that we are going the same way. I mean, we, how many times have we talked about the definition of insanity? A lot. A lot. A lot. Yeah. And how many of you are still doing the same thing over and over and expecting something different? Yeah, and you're kind of making it personal here. <laughs> <laughs> And everybody goes, oh, that's not me. I'm different. My brain works different than everybody else's brain on the planet. Some parts of my life are doing the same thing. Other parts have improved and have changed. So, I mean, it's it's a process, yeah. It is a process. <clears throat> and everybody goes through it. I mean, nobody's immune. We have uh, an agent in the office, Janie. Janie, I guess, is in her 50s. And she looks like a 50-some-odd-year-old Barbie doll. And Janie used to be uh, an employee of Tony Robbins. She followed him all over the world. You know, she was a paid employee. And I said, why did you quit? She said, well, I got tired of the travel. And this is back when Tony Robbins was married to Becky. And she said he was running around doing all these seminars. And have you ever heard why he got divorced? No. No. Oh, okay. Tony Robbins was sleeping with five different women. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Five. His success went to his head. Yeah, success went to his head. Yeah. He, and as I said before, if you've ever met Tony Robbins' mother, who is this dingy blonde, and I can see why he left home at age 17, because 
she was just kind of a nutcase. Yeah, you said she had married like four or five times or something when she was a kid. Yes, she did. And he said every time he'd come home, there would be a different father. Yeah. So anyway, uh, he married Becky, and I'm just speculating, probably as kind of a mother image because she was a little older and she had three or four kids. That's probably why he married her. Oh, that explains why you have three or four kids instantly. I just didn't know his history. I just assumed he said met the woman of his dreams and had children immediately. Okay. Yeah. Ah, it's all coming together now. <laughs> it's all coming together now. Yeah. So he's running around the world sleeping with five women. And Cheney wouldn't say, but she may have been one of them because she's a cutie pie. But anyway, um... So he got divorced from her and married Sage, who is this tall, tall, gorgeous blonde. And that's who he's married to now. So everybody falls into this trap of the drunk monkey. Uh, Mike Ferry has fallen into this, what, four times now? Mm -hmm. Is he still married to Sabrina? Yeah. Okay. For now? For now. For now. Oh, Matt. Matthew's on his second or third, isn't he? Do what now? Matthew's on his second or third. Matthew's on his second. The first one was Diane. They got married, <clears throat> got uh-huh. divorced, and now he's married to, I forget what her name is. Some Italian girl. No, he's divorced again and married. Oh, he's he's divorced the second time? That's what I thought I heard. Well, he's a, he's a become available now. No, he's married again. This is not like his oh. AMC call. I'm a third. Okay, the <laughs> the talk shoe uh, <clears throat> seminar. But there's obviously your point. There's a pattern here. Clearly, there's a pattern here with people who are being successful. Yeah, uh, there is a pattern. You focus on one thing, and something else gets you. Unless you reprogram your subconscious mind. Happens yep. all the time. And I remember when Michelle Ferry married Bill Pipes, and Mike said, oh, this is going to last forever. What will last, a year or two? I don't know who Bill is. I don't think I've heard that name yet. Oh, Bill Pipes worked for Mike Ferry for a long time. Okay. And I think he's off on his own now. No, he's, he's, with, uh, he's with Matt. He's with Tom. Tom. He's with Tom, okay. Anyway, he and Michelle got married, and then they got divorced, so to run in the family. Yeah. Well, and it gets back to your original point. I mean, that's what they know and they've learned, and so maybe that's part of subconsciously that they figured out that's how life's supposed to be. Yeah, that's how life's supposed to be. But isn't it also part of, like, growing apart from the other person and the other person Mm -hmm. not wanting to go where you're going? Well, you can get the other person to go where you're going. NLP. NLP. <laughs> Power of suggestion. See, we haven't I gone need, into a I lot need to of hear this. this. What was that? I need to hear this. How to get the other person to go in. Okay. That's Lisa. That's Lisa. Okay. If you have ever studied Silva, S-I-L-V-A, mind control, 
you can control other people's minds. Everybody just goes, what? Huh? <laughs> huh? Really? Yes, really. What, no comment? Well, I just mean to think of Star Wars. He's not the George we're looking for kind of thing, but I guess there's some truth to that. There's a lot of truth to that. You guys know who Fort Candelario is? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, what was the name again? Froy, F-R-O-Y, Candelario. No. He's a little Mexican guy who came over to this country with his buddy hanging underneath a train, and his buddy fell and got killed, and he made it. And he went to Mike Ferry seminars and couldn't even speak English. Or Spanish. This guy used to live in a cave in Mexico. Yeah. He didn't even have a house. Right. <clears throat> and now he sells like, I don't know, a thousand houses a year or something ridiculous, crazy like that. He just picked up everything Mike Ferris said and did exactly what he was supposed to do because he didn't have a drunk monkey saying, no, you can't do that. There was nobody in the cave with him that said, ah, you can't be successful. So he came over and became super successful. And I went to one of the superstar retreats and <clears throat> we were getting ready to go out to dinner, so I'm standing there in the lobby waiting, and this guy standing there in the lobby waiting, so I went over and introduced myself, and it was Freud, and we got to talking for about 10 minutes. And he's just this easygoing, unassuming guy, and he studied silver line control. And he said, and then I talked to Tom Ferry later about it, because Tom Ferry went out prospecting with him one day. He can walk up to somebody's house and say, these people are Spanish, these people are Americans, these people speak Spanish, these people are Americans, before he even knocks on the door. Just by looking at the house, wow. Yep. And getting this feeling. Because whether you guys know it or not, you radiate. And when I say radiate, I don't mean you smell. I mean you radiate energy. Yeah. 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 If you walk up to a dog and you don't like dogs, what's going to happen? They're going to know and they'll get nervous and they'll start barking or maybe biting you and stuff, yeah. 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 So when we walk up to another person, we think, oh, we are sophisticated. We're not like that. They can't sense how you feel. Well, duh, yes, they can. They may not admit it. They might not even know it. But they can tell when you're nervous, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you, as far as motivation, you want to be motivated, you have to learn how to project this confidence. Mike Ferry gets you to do stuff because he projects confidence, doesn't he? Yes. He said, here, sign up for this, and you just kind of go, okay. Right? Yep. Because he projects confidence that it will work. I love how uh, Dan is using embedded commands. He just signs up for this. That's <laughs> <laughs> good call, yeah. Exactly. So he does this, and people go along with it. And then they find out, well, why isn't it working? Because then the drunk monkey takes over and says, that's not you. That's not normal. And then you go back to the definition of insanity. You keep doing the same thing over and over. 
and you try to overcome this, and you really try, and you try some more, and it doesn't work because you're still working on that 7% instead of the 93%. See what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Do you see what I'm saying? Does that make sense? See that? Yes. I visual, yep. auditory, and kinesthetic. And it sounded normal. Oh, my gosh, this NLP stuff works. Right? Right. Right. So, to be successful, again, and again and again and again and again for the hundredth time, you have to work on your subconscious. Yes. As Mike Ferry says, you have to get your drunk monkey to get out there and be what you want it to be. And then it's easy. Once you get the drunk monkey going, it's a piece of cake. You've met people who are driven to succeed? No? Yes, sure. I I was a rhetorical question. Yes, I certainly have. And where do you think the drive comes from? I might be thinking Freud. Here's a guy who has nothing and comes to the country and wants something and sees this guy and buys an American dream, to your point, no no drunk monkey, and he he sees sky's the limit, and he goes for it. Right. And nobody's there to stop him. Yep. Including the drunk monkey. See, your subconscious mind is either A, your best friend, or B, your worst enemy. And it all has to do with programming. If you buy a brand new computer and the computer is programmed that every single time you turn it on, you'll see a person screaming at you, you idiot, you're stupid. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, you call a computer programmer, right? Connectionist. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Good one. Uh-huh. Nice. But if you wake up every morning and your drunk monkey says, you're a loser, you're not can't, you can't do this, this is not you, what do you do? You just listen to it all day long, right? My mother was right. I'm a loser. I can't sell anything. People don't like me. If you radiate all day, once I'm successful, people are not going to like me. What's going to happen? They don't like you. You got it. And you go, you'll be successful and you'll never know unless you try. Right. To prove that theory, if there's any actually any truth to that, which we obviously know there isn't. Well, I guess there is to some degree, right? Yeah. And you see this all the time with people who want to lose weight or quit smoking. I'm going to quit smoking. And then they don't. And then everybody can say that. It didn't work. And they laugh at you. And you feel terrible. And you're not going to try again. I'll just keep smoking, get cancer, and die. What a life. For these people who are going to diet to lose weight. I'm going to lose 20 pounds. And they wind up losing 200 pounds. They wind up losing 20 pounds again and again and again 10 times. Right? And every right. time they lose it, they gain it back. And Why? then uh, Even more than and when they initially started. I've talked about yeah. <clears throat> Why is that? Safe because, because, like, 
Well, my initial thought is because it wasn't who they really were to your subconscious. They weren't programmed that way. They were trying to be who they weren't, and they couldn't do it consistently. So at some point, they got back to who they were and went back to things that made them feel comfortable, which was eating food. Exactly. And you have in your subconscious, think about it this way, you have a thermometer in your subconscious. Okay? Everybody got that? Mm-hmm. Let's say you have a thermometer in the house. And it is set at 70 degrees. And it's 90 degrees outside, and you open all the windows. What's going to happen? It's going to get cold. The air conditioner will turn on and go crazy, right? Yep. To keep it at 70. Now, what if you have a thermometer set at 70 degrees, and it's 10 degrees outside, and you open all the windows? The furnace goes on. Mm-hmm. To keep it up to 70 degrees, right? Yeah. Well, your subconscious mind works the same way. You have this set point of how much money you should make, how much you should weigh, all that kind of stuff. So when you lose weight consciously and work your ass off losing weight, your subconscious comes in and makes you gain the weight back. Now, you say, well, I'm going to control my subconscious. Can you stay awake 24 hours a day, seven days a week? No. 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 Uh, how <clears throat> how often does your subconscious work? 24-7, I would think. 24-7, exactly. So as hard as you try, your set point, your automatic pilot in your subconscious is going to go back to where it was supposed to be unless you reprogram it. Do you understand it better when I say it that way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's why a lot of you can't go out there and you go, I can't motivate myself. Well, you're trying to motivate 7%, not the other 93. Okay? That's why Silver Mind Control and Tony Robbins and people like that have gotten so famous. Because they help you work on your subconscious mind. And most people go to these seminars and they go back again and again and again and again and again. And usually in any one of these seminars, maybe a total of 10% of the people actually do it. The ones who have been to these seminars for years, like I used to be, still have their mother in their head. My mother told me I'd be dead by the time I was 21. Well, I beat that. But she also told me I was no good bum. So for years I was no good bum. That's why I studied all this stuff, to get over that. And I finally learned how. Wow. Yeah. yeah, and you're right. Tony said you people are either motivated by inspiration or desperation. Yeah. Mostly by desperation. You know why? Most people like to avoid pain and gain pleasure. Yeah. Uh, pain-motivated people, as Matthew Ferry says, which he learned from Kendrick Cleveland, and Kendrick Cleveland learned it from Richard Bandler and John Grinder, the inventor <laughs> of NLP. 80 to 85% of us are pain motivated. Mm-hmm. 
So all of this garbage about, oh, you're going to achieve your goals and you're going to get a trip to Hawaii or you're going to get a new car or blah, 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 that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Your subconscious mind goes, pardon my French, bullshit. Yep. Okay? And you're trying to do all this. And as Matt Ferry says, you know, you're trying to do all this and it's not working. And you keep trying and it's not working because you're pain motivated. Okay? Yeah. So you have to go into your subconscious and change it around, and then success will become automatic. And you wouldn't even have to work at it. And then you can become like Mike Ferry. Mike Ferry's retired, what, twice? Yeah. To play golf, he can't take it. He has to be successful. His drunk monkey is driven to be successful. You would think having $40 million would make him happy. It doesn't. Why did he use Well, I know he's a lot of that when he realized he got that boat. His boat was smaller than a lot of other guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's why these people keep working when they have a billion dollars, which they can never spend. You know, <clears throat> Warren Buffett, how long is it going to take him to spend $45 billion? A thousand years? So why does he keep working? That's who he is. Exactly, that's who he is. Tony Robbins had this really, really good story years ago, and I always remember it. It seems that this little frog is sitting on the bank of a river. You ever heard this? No. No. Okay. This little frog is sitting on the bank of a river, and this scorpion comes along and says, Mr. Froggy, can you give me a ride across the river? And the frog says, oh, no, Mr. Scorpion, if I give you a ride across the river, once I get out in the middle, you're going to sting me, and I'm going to die. And the serpent says, but then I'll die too. So it doesn't make any sense for me to sting you. So the frog, he goes, okay. So the scorpion hops on the back of the frog. They get halfway across the river, and the scorpion stings the frog. And the frog goes, why did you do that? I'm going to die, and you're going to die. And the scorpion says, because I'm a scorpion, and that's what scorpions do. Ouch. Yeah, ouch. We do what we do because it's in our programming. Mm -hmm. You know, they have interviewed... Serial killers. That's a fun thing to interview. Anyway, <laughs> what take they a found, huh? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. What they found was serial killers see people in two dimensions, like cartoon characters. We each see each other in three dimensions. You know, warm, loving, caring, that kind of stuff. Serial killers see people as cartoon characters. They don't have any emotions about people. It was beaten out of them. Why do you think, you know, Stalin and Hitler, two of the biggest mass murderers in history, they both were little kids studying to be Catholic priests. You know that? No, I didn't know that. Holy wow. 
and both of their fathers beat them senseless constantly. So what did they learn? Don't be Catholic. Yeah, Yeah, don't be Catholic, exactly. I keep telling myself every day, why am I Catholic? This has been beaten, dear. Yeah, geez. I didn't know that. That's interesting. It is interesting. I mean, their fathers beat them senseless. I think it was Stalin who almost died in the hospital. And they grew up to be mass murderers. It doesn't happen automatically. None so of the idea is they're not necessarily born that way. That's the way they were brought up. Exactly. Which gets into being how they were programmed because they were like an empty computer with all the hardware and software but no, no program. Correct. And Everyone, said, guys, have a great weekend. i got to bounce out, but you guys have a fantastic weekend. Okay. Take care. Take care, Brian. So, yeah, you... You are programmed, and you're, you're, let's just say, before I go, your brain, until you're about eight years old, is an open, programmable thing. And that's when you're easily programmed. After that, you kind of close off and become who you are. And then it's harder to program you, and that's when you get a drunk monkey. I'm sorry, what, the one you can program? I'm sorry, I missed that. Can you repeat okay. one more time? When you are, you ever you ever see a little three or four year old kid? Yeah. You can tell him, okay, walk over here, and they go, okay, and sit down, and they go, okay. Can you do that with a twenty year old kid? No, no, they'll say, leave me alone. I'm going to do what I want to do. So little kids until they're about eight years old are very programmable, and in today's world, it's probably more like six years old, they're programmable. Easily. After that, it gets to be more difficult. After that, your brain becomes... Well, you ever talk to little kids who are three or four years old? If you tell them, you know, show up tomorrow at 2 p.m., do they know what you're talking about? No. 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 Because their conscious brain hasn't taken over yet. They're still in what they call alpha, A-L-P-H-A. Alpha is your daydreamy state. Little kids kind of wander along in a little daydreamy state, right? I missed that. <laughs> That's that what silver mind five. control is about, how to go back into the daydream state. Yeah. And reprogram yourself. Okay? Because your alpha is where your subconscious is. Your beta, B-E-T-A, is conscious. That's your 7%. Your alpha and your theta and your delta. Delta is when you're sound asleep. Theta is deep meditation. That's what these people do when you can walk up and stick them with pins. They don't feel it. <clears throat> you go into alpha, alpha when you do... Alpha is subconscious, and then what? your conscious is what? Your conscious is beta, B-E-T-A. Okay, that's what I thought, all right. And you go into alpha when you go to when you go to a Tony Robbins seminar and do a firewalk. Mm-hmm. You're in alpha, and you don't feel anything. It feels like warm popcorn. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was crazy until I did the firewalk, and it does. It feels like warm popcorn. You're the popcorn, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and when you do the firewalk, at the end, I remember... 
I had to take my shoes off and my socks off and roll my pants up because the fire was hot because <clears throat> Tony dropped a piece of paper and it went, woof, burned up immediately. So it was hot. And when you finish doing the walk, when you do the walk, you have to say out loud, cool moss, C-O-O-L-M-O-S-S, because you think this feels like cool moss. So you're walking along going, cool moss, cool moss, cool moss, cool moss. And then when you finish, they grab you because you're in this alpha daydream state, and they take a hose and they wash off your feet. Because once you come out, the fire will burn you if there's any embers in your toes or someplace. Get out of here. Really? Yes, I, I did it. Say, that's, I guess, I'm struggling, and I've heard that before. How is it the mental state, which obviously you could, it's a, a tangible, less tangible thing, obviously, than the bottom of physical foot, can actually say a skin that normally would burn in a fire situation just by you going off saying cool moss doesn't burn and then obviously holds it off to make sure that it doesn't because if you come out of this state it will burn. I'm like, I, I, that I just, I can't wrap my head around that. Well, it, isn't cool moss kind of a, Dan, isn't cool moss kind of an anchor? Cool moss is an anchor, yes. It's a big giant anchor. Well, okay, explain this to me. Little kid runs out in front of a car, car runs over a little kid, mother screams, runs out, lifts up the car, 4,000-pound car, lifts up the car, gets her kid out. How do they do that? I've heard of that happening, too, just that the adrenaline happening and just that natural protective mechanism for the child. Yeah. Same thing. You have no, <clears throat> you have no idea what you can do. So you do it. You've got Try. this 93%. And you're sitting here going, oh, okay, I got 93%. I'm going to go back to using the seven, just like I always do. Right? Well, it's comfortable. That's all we know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think people, you know, how can somebody go from having nothing or being, let's say, a nice middle-class guy or two middle-class guys named Steve Jobs and Bill Gates, and suddenly they're billionaires? They wind passion. up with, huh? Passion. Yeah, subconscious passion. Nobody ever stopped them. They see everything as possible. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you do it. And it's not by sitting and writing down your goals and going, okay, now I'm going to achieve my goal. I wrote it down. Amazing. Any questions? Yeah. Question. I, I, okay. Question. How, how many people we have for register already for your for your seminar for your class? I, I have. Did. I have two, which is normal <laughs> because most of you are sitting there with your subconscious mind going, "I'm not going to do this." The drunk monkey is saying, "Nah, it's not going to work." Nah, I don't have any money. I'm broke. I made fifty thousand dollars last year. $500 is 1% of my total income, but I'm broke. I can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what I, what, that's what I'm in dissipation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I figured, you know, one or two people would sign up, mm-hmm. and everybody else's drunk monkey would say, no, nah, not me. I can't do that. That's not going to I want to, I can do it, and I just, uh, I need to, Yeah. <laughs> I want to do it. I can do it, and uh, yeah, okay. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I need to. Well, I'm just working on uh, something. You know, I canceling my coaching, and I wanna. When I cancel my coaching with my fairy, I can do this because. Yeah. But I can't the, do two things at once because my brain can't handle two things at once. Yeah, I will be overwhelmed. <laughs> my, or I have to my, buy dog credit, food for my dog because I can't afford it. <laughs> yeah, my credit card will be uh, hurt. <laughs> okay. And I well, threw away no. all my credit cards, so I can't charge it. Okay, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> no, charge it and then throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> charge it and then throw it away, yeah. Oh. I mean, it, it is so funny listening to your guys' excuses. It's, it, is, it just proves the drunk monkey is working overtime. The drunk monkey employed and working 24-7. So drunk monkey works twenty four seven. You have to reprogram it. You cannot consciously make it do what you want. It just doesn't work consciously. And, and let me ask you. I mean, because you know, I'm about to turn fifty this year, and so you know, you figure that all the things that I've been doing, continue to do that programming. I mean, is it just as easy as just rewriting a program, or is there just you know, obviously there's habits and things that have taken place that have solidified to your point of strengthened that drunk monkey. I mean, could it just happen overnight or within a short period of time? Yeah. You change the programming? Have you been reading my emails? Oh. No. What emails? What emails? Well, you said one, e one email with the outline, and, of course, I've been taking notes. I've sent three so far. Yes, three. I'm reading. Uh, I have a pro. The, the reason I'm doing this motivation thing is, is to help you guys with the drunk monkey. I have a program. It's a subconscious program. You play it. You know how you walk into the grocery store. There's music playing that will slow you down and make you buy more. Mm -hmm. Well, this music you play on your cell phone, on your computer, in your car, wherever you want, and it will program you to reprogram the drunk monkey to do it now, make more money lose weight, exercise more, there's several of them. And you, the best way to listen to them is you don't listen to them. And when you say, what do you mean I don't listen to them? It plays as background. I have it playing right now. It plays as background while I'm making phone calls. It plays as background while I'm on the computer. The only time you cannot play it is when you're watching TV. Other than that, you can listen to it in the car, why are you getting ready in the morning to go to work? Okay. So, Dan, I thought, so I've got three emails. One's Motivation Seminar, Motivation Seminar Breakdown, and Last Notes on Motivation Seminar. Correct. Are those the emails you're referring to? Yes. And I thought it was one and just had an outline. I just assumed the other ones were just more information, but you're saying there's actually some other. Okay, I'll look at them a little more closely then. You know why you assume that? Stupid. The drunk monkey said, don't read this. You don't need it. These are not the droids you're looking for. So how come you're not supposed to listen to it while you're watching TV? Because it, it plays with music, and most TV shows have music in them, and they conflict. I hate to do it when, I call, when I'm calling on some kind of business thing. You know, and they say, hold, please, and they play music. And the music conflicts with what I'm listening to. I hate that. I don't mind being on hold for an hour 
while I'm on the computer working on something and the music's playing. Because the music is programming me. Okay. Okay? I, plus the music on the mus- on the TV or in the movies, it's programmed to go along with the show to heighten what's being shown on the TV. You got it. If I say to you, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know how many of you guys saw this, but if you hear boom, 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 boom in the ocean, what do you think of? Oh, Jaws, yeah. Exactly. Why? I didn't say Jaws. Did I say Jaws? No. 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 But you remember the music, don't you? Yeah, yeah, you're right. It plays with the other senses. You got the auditory portion with the visual part, and it plays with all the senses, yeah. Yeah, so you you hear boom, 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 and you remember Jaws. Uh-huh. Well, this stuff works the same way, only he's, <clears throat> the guy is saying, get up, get going, exercise, make more money, that kind of stuff. And I just took a program and enhanced it. That's what I did. Well, I'm going to look a little more closely at these emails. I might my bad, but I do have them. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Any more questions? So uh, far, when are you planning now? You don't have a specific date when you're going to start, right? March March 15th. One March five. March 15th. Okay. Which is a Tuesday in the and afternoon. March 15th. At and 3 what, o'clock Eastern Standard Time. It's going to be for one hour, right? March 15th. It's going to be for one hour. And mm-hmm. once you sign up, and pay your money, I will send mm-hmm. you a phone number. It's like TalkShoe. It's called freeconference.com. Okay. No more questions? No. Great stuff. Thanks, Dan. Good. I'll talk to you guys next week. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Catch our day. weekend. Okay. okay. Take care. Bye-bye.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.